Alright, what's up guys? Um, welcome back. Hyped to be back. Um, today's episode is gonna be just a little rant. Just talking, shooting the shit with you guys. Um, I'm hyped to get back into the space. I feel like I haven't podcasted in a while. Been kind of busy, like running in circles. I'm sure everyone's busy. <laughs> Part of fucking life nowadays. Trying to figure this shit out. Hope you guys are too. <laughs> the last podcast, I had some people commenting. Um, I had a person comment, and uh, he mentioned something about me being woke or something like that, um, or that I thought I was. I don't know. Regardless, I just wanted to say that um, I don't think I'm woke. Or, or I definitely don't mean to come off like I'm better than anyone or giving off advice. I literally, this this thing right now, what we're doing is just me talking and figuring out stuff and sharing it and just trying to get people to have conversations. It's pretty sick. Like the people that reach out to me from this podcast and uh, it's cool. I've met a lot of rad people that have shared some cool insight and comments and back and forths about whatever we talk about on the show. I enjoy it. The podcast has been a fucking sick thing in my life, for sure. So, stoked for doing this. But I just wanted to clarify that. I, I don't think he was being malicious or anything, but he did comment that, I don't know, he didn't understand what I meant by... I, maybe because last time I was using terms, like, real vaguely, but I don't really know how else to use it, you know? So, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But I definitely am, uh, I got some thoughts on shit, you know? Like, as we all do, you know? And we should express them. That way we can bounce ideas off each other. And we should also be able to listen as much as we talk. So I'm trying to do that and get better. So all the comments and feedback mean a lot. So keep it going. Keep killing it as usual. The show goes on. Today's Sunday. Let's see. No, it's Saturday. I'm already in the future. <laughs> Dude, I'm so bad with time and days sometimes. Okay, I'm just get carried away in the moment forever forget it's saturday tomorrow we're gonna go street skating though so sunday that's how i know i'm stoked it's gonna be fun we've been shredding a lot lately i skated the last two days went to the edge and skated it was super fun if you're riding along with this podcast today it is gonna be fueled by um some coffee that my lady dash bought she got the beans i ground it up in a little french press um, also, if you hear the talking outside, that's my Lady Dash and her aunt, and they're, like, crushing our garden this year, but they're just super loud, and they're working right outside my office area, so that's what that is. But this podcast is fueled by some coffee and marijuana. I had someone a while back hit me up and talk about weed or whatever. And I like mentioning that I smoke weed. <laughs> if it, like I don't, it doesn't seem like a bad thing to me. I think it's 2017. We're like moving forward, you know. But some people still think it's weird mention weed. It's like, dude, everything's a fucking drug at this point, right? I feel like sugar is one of the gnarliest drugs. I think of that a lot. Sugar, like, I eat a lot of sugar. I'm trying to get better about that. It's because I like move a lot. And I just keep moving all the time. So I just like little dopamine hits of sugar. Keep me going throughout the day. 
May I may, I my name is Anthony. Maybe I'm a fucking human ant. Just like J -j 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 -j. sometimes I feel that way. It's weird. <laughs> um yeah, so I don't know, let me get into it. I wanted to talk a little bit about um my recent trip. I believe it was a day a couple days ago. No, it was Wednesday. Last Wednesday, me and Kevin Clem. Uh, well, I decided, I was like, you know, I got to go to Chapman. Chapman Skateboards. They manufacture our decks for all I need in World Industries. And uh, I've met them before at trade shows and stuff, but I, like, had never been to the spot where they heat press the boards and the office. They have their office space, their art department. They had some sick screen printing set up. And so I walked through their whole warehouse spot and checked out some of the legacy and history, which they've done some sick stuff with, like, some crazy brands you know so to work with them is pretty rad and uh yeah i went down there me and kevin i needed a homie to go so i hit up kk all day day <laughs> that's my dude kevin's the man before i get completely sidetracked kevin uh i knew kevin since he was a little kid and his mom used to own a skate shop and they were one of the first shops to support all i need uh skateboards and apparel they carried both and uh, KK was a little grum, dude. He was shredding his mom at a skate shop, and his sisters were all around and shit. And uh, I don't know. I was sick. And then I eventually, we just stayed in touch, and Kevin continued to grow and get as gnarly as he has on a skateboard. And then I started working with him with all I need. Started giving him boards and clothes and, and uh, taking him on trips and sick. And then recently, we just had the opportunity to um, work with World Industries under the All I Need family, you know, like under that umbrella. And, uh, well, I call it Shetler Industries. But, um, yeah, it was cool. I was hyped to get to work with uh, my old sponsor, World, you know. And they do footwear, apparel, and decks. So it's cool to learn about footwear and just kind of have two brands to work with. So recently, Kevin started riding for World, is what I'm saying. And we're about to drop his... Uh, first um full part for world shortly um i'm hyped to share that with you but kevin kills it and i was like yeah i need a homie to come and he was down and we drove i believe it was like four and a half maybe five hours to new york we left at like seven in the morning easily but i just like kevin meet at my house meet up bam jump in the car and then of course you got to stop for coffee and donuts and bagels and whatnot and then you got to get gas and then you're like, oh, I need to stretch, maybe a skate break. Who can do a kickflip after an hour? <laughs> but, um, yeah, we stopped so many fucking times. And then traffic. Fucking traffic. God damn it. In New York, man. It was insane. And it's weird. I'm, like, driving around the city, but I'm not really driving because I'm following a GPS, and so isn't everyone else. So they're kind of dictating which way we're driving, and I really feel like it just... It might have been the most efficient, but, like, it took me, because of human error, because of my fault, not being able to read the maps fast enough, basically. Like, they change in the, and it's so vague, you can't tell that, may, I probably messed up, but we ended up through the city, and it took forever, man. I feel like we were driving back and forth forever. It's weird, I was just, like, talking with Kevin, I'm like, I'm ready for electric cars, dude. GPS map this bitch, like mathematics added up and hopefully it'll make it run smoother i mean maybe that's foolish to say but fuck i don't know seemed like human error driving is scary and what, what did i was talking about though i want to make sure oh that's what i was gonna say about the whole thing was we should just make sure that there has to be some regulation because imagine if you were in an autonomous car it just drove itself 
like a taxi basically or whatever and they knew so much about this is so trippy to think about <clears throat> but uh but since it's all like gathering data and information on its customers like it would know you well enough that like if you had an addiction or something it might drive you by like certain stores or temptations like and go like and map it out like that would be gnarly like if you're an alcoholic and it just took you around to like liquor stores drove you through like the work like where your likes are <laughs> fuck that's scary to think about but i'm just tripping so who knows Give me some feedback on that one. If you guys want to write me, um, well, you can hit me up on Instagram at Anthony Shetler. You can direct message me. I'll check those occasionally. I don't respond back to everyone, but if someone's like articulate and writes it out and it's a thoughtful thing and they, you know, they're cool about it, I'll answer that. There's my email, all I need skate at hotmail.com as well. You can hit that up, especially if you're a shop and you're looking to support the all I need movement. That'd be so tight. Um, you can always reach reach me at that email. But sometimes I respond, you know? There's a lot of cool people out there. I was already saying that in the beginning. There's a lot of rad people out there, and I appreciate all the support and the ideas and, you know, small brand, small skateboard brand, trying to grow and find ways to do sick shit, you know? So we always need help, you know? This is grassroots. We started literally from the ground up approach, so I'm hyped to have made it as far as we have, you know? And to have worked with as many rad skateboarders as we have is, like, fucking sick. Um, I Before I get sidetracked, we were talking about electric cars, autonomous GPS map, and all that stuff. Super crazy. Trips me out. Sorry. <laughs> I just stretch. Walked my dogs. I'm feeling pretty good today. I'm a little tired, not gonna lie, I woke up early. Like I was saying earlier, I was little Wayne comes to the edge sometimes to skate. Or he came once before that I know of. And uh my friend Carol who owns the skate park was like, Hey, you wanna skate with little Wayne? Uh I was like, Alright, so I did that. It was pretty cool, just smoked some weed, skate a little bit. He was skating hard too, which is dope to see. He did like a rock and roll on the sketchy ass quarter pipe. Um, but long story short I guess he was going to come to the park last night. Same type of deal. Like, hey, you want to skate with Lil Wayne? And I was like, hell yeah, I got my GoPro. And I've been crushing with the GoPro filming. It's so much fun with the Karma Grip handle. All the lines I've been filming and uh, for all I need. If you if you check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash all I need skate. I've been posting all these videos of me filming with this handle. And it's so fun to use. There's a learning curve. It's a pain in the ass. But, like, once you figure it out, it's super fun. And, uh... <laughs> But I was thinking, getting little Wayne fucking at the edge, crushing it. Because last time, he literally broke a sweat. He, Like, people talk shit on him, and that's fine. I don't know his business motives or whatever, whatever, whatever. All I know is the dude killed it um, in music, like his first three albums. The Carter is so sick, like, just cool. I like those albums a lot. And then, you know, he got really successful, and then he started doing some experimental stuff. And it's good, just not as good as the Carter to me at times, you know? So, but then also I've seen him skate in person and he actually likes the session, which is dope. And that's cool. I don't know if he has a skate team or any of that stuff, but all I know is that it would have been funny to get some GoPro footage of Lil Wayne and <laughs> smoking with Lil Wayne and skating. So funny. <laughs> um, but he didn't come through, so it didn't happen. But it was, I was kind of happy it didn't happen because I had a skateboard lesson this morning. Um... 
And man, I would have been way too tired. I would have been so tired. And the lesson today was sick. It was like um, this 11-year-old, and he shredded. And uh, he just needed like some pointers, you know? Like he already, you could tell he had been skating. They said six we six months, maybe. I could tell he had been searching on the rabbit hole and figuring it out, you know? But it was cool because it didn't take much effort on my part today. All I had to do was kind of like show him and say he'd listen and he'd just like figure it out and then off to his own you know that's the best that's the best but he's killing it it's so fun I, it's cool all i had to do is really like suggest ideas you know like showed him the snowman bowl showed him how to carve around a corner that was sick and uh i showed him his center of balance so he could ride straight and figure out how to use his toes and heels to carve and like just just the possibilities you know i was just like so much fun. Skateboard lessons are for me more than they are for the people that want them. <laughs> I'm thankful for them as well. It's so fucking cool. Um, oh fuck, I keep getting lost here. I don't even know where I was going with that tangent, sorry. But I got a lot more to talk about. Oh, we were talking about New York and the cars. But fast forward, we got to Chapman Skateboards and it was sick, man. Those guys are rad and they, they built like a pretty sick... Um, legacy you know they've been making boards forever and they will they make boards for some of the most iconic brands for sure so it's cool to work with them and that was rad to walk through and see glenn and greg those guys are the, are the shit and uh yeah it was cool i really enjoyed it we filmed the whole thing it'll be up on the youtube channel all i need to skate on youtube i'm actually working on it now i'm almost done i think it's done Sometimes I, I just gotta wait till I feel like it's 100% done and let someone else check it out and see. But that's coming out, and then... Oh, okay, also, on that trip, we stopped at um, Bunger Surf and Skate Shop in Sayville. It was fucking sick. We showed up, and uh, we were outside. They, the dudes were outside already, and they were talking to the FedEx dude, and they were, like, busting each other's balls. I was like, what the fuck? And I guess they were talking politics, but they're like friends, you know, they see each other all the time. The driver and the owners and they were just busting each other's balls. It was so funny. And then uh went in and then they had a fucking crazy surf selection and then the skateboard selection and the shoe wall was nothing to laugh at. It was seriously heavy and I think they did, did a really good job. And so we hung out, I filmed some of that stuff. And then, oh, he, he wanted to show me. Uh, I believe it was Sam from Bunger. I hope I get that right, Sam. But uh, he wanted to show me this one-off board that he got. It was an all-I-need board. Um, it was one of the new boards. The Seafood Vengeance series. I believe it was Timmy Canoe's logo. But if you look at those boards on our website, you can check them out. Um, the Seafood Vengeance. There's um, three. There's It's basically the seafood killing fishermen, you know? And we we allowed the natural wood grain to stick through on some of the the people on the grain just to show the wood grain, you know. But it makes it look like a white guy. And then I guess Chapman they made one with a dark veneer, so it looked like a black dude. And it was a one-off, and it was sick. I was like, that came out so good. And uh, Bunger ended up swooping on it. They like talked into talked him into keeping it, and uh, he wanted to show me it so bad. And I was like, dude, that's so sick. That's the only one made like that. Um, but, uh, and it gave me a good idea. I was like, we should do that on future boards, have different colored veneers, different color wood, wood, wood veneers, you know? So it kind of shows care, um, diversity, you know, why not? It's fun. 
it's sick like it's cool so we were working on that as a good idea i was like that's fucking amazing we could do it in like awesome ways too um but yeah so we went and did that and then we rolled around he we got in the truck smoked some weed he took us down to the ocean that was pretty dope <clears throat> i signed a cory goonan pro model board and gave it to him to hang in the shop and I asked him where the local park was, and they told us where, and that was fucking sick. And uh, it was just a good shop visit, man. Those guys were were the shit. And it, what I liked about Bunger is, like, when I went there, those guys were so en- enthusiastic about skateboarding. He showed me, like, his skateboard jam that they threw at the shop, shop and the dude was, like, tail dropping off the side of the shop into a bank. It was pretty gnarly. And then a couple of the dudes hanging out, the employees were... We're in, like, a low card I saw, and the other one had some sick Instagram footage, and they were, like, showing us all the skating stuff they were creating and doing. And I was like, damn, this is a sick shop, you know, because it was, like, a heartbeat here, and they really are passionate about skateboarding, and they're doing stuff in it. And I don't know. It got me super stoked, so it was a good stop. And then the park was awesome. I don't even remember the name of the park, unfortunately. But it was good. And we filmed some clips there for the edit that's dropping any day now as soon as i'm done editing it it's the next one up on our channel but that park was fucking really fun it was just like a concrete lap with all types of hips and banks and like double set rails it was fun kevin killed it some of the local dudes crushed it too i got clips of them there um yeah that so that is dropping but it was that's kind of the behind the scenes you know um of that trip so Alright, next up. Oh, I wanted to talk about the lock-in. So, I create events for my local skate park. It's in Taunton, Mass. I live here in Taunton. And uh, me and Lady Dash bought our house from the people that own the skate park as well. And we moved here because of the skate park. Because I was living in California and I was moving back and decided I was going to move to Taunton. Because there was the massive 30,000 square foot indoor skate park. <clears throat> and I knew in the winters, you know, like if I'm going to move to the East Coast, it's tough, you know, if you don't have an indoor spot near you. It's like saving grace, for real. Sorry, I need to get some coffee in here. Feeling a little sluggish. But, um, yeah, so the skate park means a lot to me. And the people that own it are awesome. And I try to help them in any way. They, they pay me uh, for one of my days to basically help promote events so that's what i've been doing and i suggested a lock-in because we had never done one before and i was like that'd be so sick let's get everyone in we'll lock it in it's like a slumber party to sleep over at the skate park seems sick to me um super cool so we did it we made it it's gonna be the edge indoor skate park and it's skateboards bmx and scooters and it's ages 10 to 17 it'll be friday june 30th 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. There will be contests and games. I want to get a bunch of dodgeballs. And just that'll be fun. We can play dodgeball for sure. We got the projector in the screen up in the park. So we can just post up all in sleeping bags. Play some skate videos. And I'd like, I'll watch a BMX video. Maybe a scoot one. <laughs> but maybe we could throw a movie on though. More importantly. We could throw a Finding Dory on or some shit. <laughs> Be sick. Make everyone watch Forrest Gump. Just my top three favorite movies. 
Now we'll play skate videos and then uh, maybe dodgeball. We'll do some hide and seek. We will also we'll do some giveaways. Maybe like um, treasure hunt. We'll hide some stuff and uh, whoever finds it. We'll do some like mini competitions. Maybe a game of skate. I was trying to find this bungee, this big bungee pole, so we could do like fastest flag round trick or something. Couldn't find it, but maybe for the next one. Um, there'll be dinner and breakfast, or pizza and breakfast, tight, like pizza. Um, yeah, it's gonna be sick, dude. I'm hyped. There's a lot of cool people involved, and we've been, we printed out flyers, and we've been talking about it, and I'm hyped to do it. And it's gonna be our first one. I figured I'd film the whole, a whole edit of it. It'd be kind of trippy to see people sleeping in their ba sleeping bags under ramp on the ramps and in the mini ramp and shit. It'll be funny. Uh, it'll be cool to have that video. So yeah, that's coming up. Um, the Edge Indoor Skate Park. It's taught in Massachusetts. I know it's not for everyone. Some not a lot of people aren't that many people. Um, and also for the skate park, while I got you here, um, some updates with the New England Am. So the New England Am is a skateboard contest that we started three years ago. And uh, the idea was just to, we needed an epic event because we were just kind of watching what was going on. And in New England, we live so close to each other, so many different states. So there's a lot of skateboard scenes that pop up and a lot of shops are kind of condensed in here. It's fucking really sick. And... Uh, just having the edge indoor skate park right there, I started looking around. I'm like, there's so many good skateboarders. It's ridiculous how many fucking shredders there are. And I've, I have been skating for over 20 years now. So I was like seeing the whole spectrum too, you know? And I'm like, dude, we got something here. This is crazy. Like, why don't we have our own big event? Like for, for AMS, like, let's do it. There's so many good skateboarders, you know? And it's like, I don't know. Strength in numbers is what I kept telling myself. I'm like, we have everything we need right here. Let's build it. Let's do it. Just so we had the edge, and I, I knew that they would let me throw an event, and uh, we organized it. And we've done it three years, and it was fucking exceptional each year. Like, so cool. Definitely memories. I have YouTube videos on the website on the YouTube channel of it. It's crazy. Like 25 shops, pretty much all three years. Give or take one or two each way, you know? Could have been 27, 1, 25, the next, and 22. But it was fucking heavy every time. And they brought three riders each and battled it out for top shop, kind of bracket style. It was fun because you got just three three homies from one shop, got the course to themselves for like three minutes and just destroyed it, put it out there. And then each shop did that. And then it was kind of like bracketed down. It was tough. It's so tough. But uh, fucking so fun each year and we did a snowman bowl jam that was pretty fucking intense as well and uh so we nailed it though we're we're gonna do it the next new england am is november 4th through 5th 2017 so starting to get the ball rolling with that the first step is kind of narrowing narrowing down the date and then we build around it so i'm excited for that and i've met more shops so i'm gonna reach out to even more shops and see who's coming and it's gonna be sick again and I know all the dudes around here have only progressed. I've been watching steadily. Dudes are just getting gnarly. Let me see. Nice. Um, also, 
Oh, yeah. I also recently went down to my homie Paul. Paul Francis Lambert. Um, Paul's the fucking man. I'm stoked to be working with him again. Paul was the original artist for All I Need. He made our first few graphics for our decks. And uh, that was really sick. Like the Stay Afloat series. He did the original, um, the first Gantic collab we did. And then I was introduced to Peter after that. I started getting hyped on Peter's art and we were hanging out. And I was just like, he, I just really liked this. So I wanted to work with Peter. So I started working with Peter and he made all the decks up to now. The Wartime, Thrive Prosper Rise, um, Seafood Vengeance. Um, yeah. And, but I, but then I was, I started being like, fuck, I want to work with Paul again. Cause I just like his style and his stuff. So then I decided, well, I didn't decide, but Paul is really good at design as well in apparel. And he had a whole setup at his house, a whole setup, screen print machine, the dryer, he even made all the screens there. And it was, I filmed the whole edit. You're probably getting annoyed because it sounds like an ad, but I'm not trying to do an ad. I just want to talk about cool shit that I've experienced and been doing. But, um, but I put it on the YouTube channel. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I really like YouTube if you can't tell. I think a lot of people are liking it more and more these days. I, I have had a pretty good experience so far, so it's been fun to like kind of collect memories. That's how I've been looking at it. That's weird, but I've been trying to film a lot of stuff and just put it in one spot so it's out there. Digital fingerprint, maybe. And it's been really fun. A lot of good sessions and stuff like that. It's going to be cool to look back at it after years, you know, like to go back 10 years and just like watch it from there. It's like going to trip me out, probably bring me to tears. Pretty fucking sensitive. <laughs> Sometimes. I'm trying, I don't know if I'm talking to myself right now, but <laughs> sometimes I try um, to express myself better. Because, dude, sometimes that's like the hardest thing sometimes is just saying saying how you feel you know and sometimes it's kind of combative combative because like if you're around a lot of people and a lot of people are at different stages you know and ages and experience and there's a lot of clashing views and you don't want to like walk around yelling at people or or being yelled at you know it's like we gotta give each other. I'm gonna rant. Sorry, we're gonna. It's like we have to give each other space uh, and allow each other to grow, you know. But also, you know, voice our opinions about things in a constructive way. It's like you have to be so tactful with your words. And words are another one. Like you gotta look up words all the time. That way, you make sure you know what you're saying, you know, or at least the collective. Like our words are on the same page, you know. Try to learn a lot of words. Trying to get better at that. Uh, I think maybe the thing about life in general (laughs) is trying to figure out how to express ourselves and to, you know, allow other people to do that and then balance it out somehow. (laughs) It's a tricky motherfucker. But for sure, it's a hell of a ride. Like, I'm enjoying life so much. I love when I meet people that uh, value life. You know, like, like they're happy with their time and their moment and who they are and that they're trying and they're looking towards the future. Like, you know, when you meet people like that, it's like such a rad feeling. And I like being that type of person.
And we get lost, though. You know, everyone gets lost along the way. You have some hardship, some bullshit happens. You, it's your fault sometimes. <laughs> That's the worst one when you're like, fuck, that was my fault. <laughs> That's part of the ride, though, I guess. The whole spectrum of things. I think the thing about life that's crazy is that it's super long. You know what I mean? And when you're young, or at least when I was young, I was anxious to, like, correct the wrongs and fucked up things I see, you know? And just try to, like, I don't know. I'm fucked up in general at times. But I think most people are anxious to experience life and to see where they can go with it, you know? That's right. That's fucking awesome. I like that there's a lot of people out there that are, um, trying to figure this thing out and grow and become healthy, happy, productive people. And, uh, that's sick. We need more of that. We need a lot. All I need is that <laughs> for sure. Happy, healthy, productive people. It's weird. I talk about, I think about the lottery a lot cause it annoys me when someone's like plays the lottery. Maybe I'm a dick. Cause I know there's all different types of people that play the fucking lottery, but I just don't like the mindset of, like, playing the lottery when you have no money to play the lottery and then think you're going to win. Because that just seems rough to me. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's like, if you do win the money, what are you going to do with it? Like, you got to... And what are the odds? Look at the odds of it. You know what I mean? It takes so much hard work to manage money and to know what to do with it and to... To not spoil it is hard, right? I imagine, right? You got to cover your basic needs first, you know? You have to carve a niche out and find a way to cover your basic needs first. That way you can get, like, a little bit of breathing room so you can move forward even further. That's hard, dude. With, the, dude, with all the bullshit out there, it's hard to watch the news, man. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't really watch the news. Um... And I really haven't been tuning into Donald Trump's YouTube channel anymore. Shit was kind of crazy. It was like a bad movie. Super shitty movie. <laughs> and, uh, or the best movie ever. I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, my rant. I'll just keep going with the rant, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Fucking... Yeah, I don't watch that much news. I do listen to podcasts, so I am swayed certain ways, but I never, like, believe anything wholeheartedly. I try to investigate on my own, you know, like... And I'm not very political. I'm not really trying to pick sides or any of that bullshit, so, like, I don't fall for that. I just want us to do what's right for humans, you know? Like, I think it'd be sick if... If, um, we found a way to help humans grow and prosper and thrive and all that bullshit. Like, seriously, like... I don't know. I'm 34. I was born in 1982. And, like, from what I can tell is people make a lot of money off of poisoning and, and setting up pitfalls for people and then selling them drugs. And, like, not really... They don't make money off of building up healthy, happy families that I can tell. Like, from what I've seen, I haven't really seen that. I've seen, like, around America, there's just t tons of nooses for you to hang yourself if you do. And then if you catch one, it's almost like you're... A prize. <laughs> people in the people, the banking system can be corrupt. Um, yeah, it's crazy, is what I'm saying. And like, I feel like we should find ways to to invest in humans because humans should be, you know, if ha healthy, healthy, happy humans could create 
epic stuff and work together and build marketplaces and uh, and do that, you know, like invest in humans, give like healthcare. Imagine if you had healthcare and it wasn't ridiculous. Like, shouldn't that be number one? If like you get your employees healthcare, if we're their employees, that's isn't it? What the hell is this? You know what I mean? I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> Try not paying your taxes, though. See what happens. <laughs> I'll fucking hang you. <laughs> but we gotta figure out a way to cover our basic needs. And more importantly, we gotta figure out a way to help people, um... I feel like we have a mental disorder problem. Like, I- I've had it. Like, a lot of people have been through trauma and gnarliness, you know? Like, they- a lot of people are out there that have been through that. And especially at a young age, you know, we have to help everybody. We have to help even the people that, the people that need the help the most, you know? So, like, there's a lot of people that have been through trauma at a young age, and uh, they never got healed, you know? They need counseling. And there's a lot of people that get hooked on crazy drugs and gnarliness. Like, there's so many pitfalls out there that fuck people up. Like, we have to stop those first and find a way to help people like that. So they can be healthy and happy and productive as well, you know? We have the middle-class families, too. Like, people that have built businesses and have families and structure and they people that create jobs. And humans are the currency, you know what I mean? It's like, right now, what's our lives worth? Sometimes I feel like... I mean, they go to war and kill people, lives in general. You know what I mean? Over resources. Is a human not worth more than dirt or oil or a dollar? Like, the dollar only has power if we do great things with it. Like, the money. Not just the dollar, but, like, any currency. It's only worth something if we do great things with it. If we destroy people's lives in countries and try to restructure them and do crazy... If we do crazy, crazy shit with it and not invest in humans, like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's not worth having the bazillions of dollars if we don't use it on the right things. Like, invest in the right things. Shouldn't be investing in locking people up in, like, murder. Yeah, I get that there's, like, crazy countries out there, and there's a lot of bullshit going on with the media, too, from what I can tell. I just listen to it from outside perspective, but it sounds like everyone's just saying whatever to, to get their part, to win a race, to be the political... Um, what is it, a professional, like a, that's what it is, it's jobs, they're actors, it's like politics, you know, political actor, yeah, that's exactly what it is to me, and it seems like anyone who's saying other and doing other, they just fucking, and even now, they just discredit each other, fake news, you don't even know where the truth is, like these are the people in power, or fighting over power, that's who's doing it, (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, shit, this whole thing trips me out. This is just my perspective, too. Keep that in mind. I'm not trying to preach to nobody. I'm not trying to push an agenda. I just am trying to talk, because, like, this shit weighs heavy on me. I like to hear what you guys think, to be honest. You reach out. Like I said, I gave it the, you know, that would be sick. I'd like to hear it, even if you disagree. As long as we're respectful, we can talk back and forth all day. I'll even, t- I'll even fucking talk about it on air. I don't care, man. But I'm just rambling. I don't know. 34, right? Shit's generational, right? 100 years. You get 100 years on this planet. 
what can you do in that time, I guess? It's getting longer, though. I think people are living longer. Or maybe I'm just listening to the wrong bullshit. I don't really fucking know. Truth is so unclear nowadays. No one gives you shit. <laughs> it's scary, right? We should be able to communicate with each other better. And if the people in power aren't doing that and trying to help communication and understanding and they're causing chaos, the truth's easy because it's simple to understand. And, you know, if it's super complicated, it's hard to understand. There's usually, usually a lie in there from my experience, you know? So I don't know. I feel like the people in power should be in the journalists and shit shouldn't be discrediting each other, but they should just be showing why they're telling the truth. And here's the facts and here's what we understand. Not trying to destroy the other. The other can do what they want, but you know what I mean? You got to talk it out, I guess. There's got to be truth in there somewhere. It can't be so confusing. We have to work fucking harder at that one. <laughs> it's weird because a lot of human error, once again, it's like trying to communicate. It's just people that do the news, you know? People are biased. And we already established that, you know, currency is worth more than a human life, apparently. It's weird that those are choices. It's like, I think we could have paradise, you know? We could have something close to it. Paradise doesn't mean you get everything all the time, but we could have something that's like a happy medium where you could work hard and build things and not have to completely struggle in life and still appreciate it and still stay connected to the to the actual fabric of life. I think we could have paradise here. I don't know. It's worth trying, right? Fucking might as well go for it. I'm trying to figure it out. It's funny because like some people start in in a prison, like before they're even born, they come out into a chaotic world. You know, it's a lot of people like that experience. I know you're out there. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. But uh, yeah, when you come into a world like that, it's kind of wild because you don't know right from wrong. It's chaotic. You know, people are saying fucking one thing and doing another. And all the establishments are fucking crumbling and backstabbing each other and there's no values. <laughs> oh, America, how beautiful. <laughs> it's crazy because there's probably, there's so much epic shit going on in the world too. That's like the most epic thing ever is like there's so much crazy innovation and like um, connectivity and wild shit right now going on in the world. It's definitely an exciting time to be alive. I mean, I imagine everyone, if you're in the moment when you're experiencing a ride here, I bet it's probably the best or the most exciting, the worst and the best. I hope on a, uh, on a whole, though, we've gradually gotten better and the ride's getting smoother for everyone. That would be ideal, right? I guess the only way we can kind of do that is if we each, uh, on the micro level, individually find our needs grow move forward and help each other and try to evolve and find ways to um hold on to value to life you know to like the value of life each other's lives not just your own but you know start with your own and then learn move past your own and try to help others that's like really fulfilling i try to do that you know i know a lot of people do crazy 
I always preach about podcasts because I feel like this more communication like this is better from different perspectives and ideas and stuff. So I'm always like, people should start a podcast. If they got something to say or if they want to share it to the collective, I don't know, more voices is always cool. I'm not talking about making a business model or whatever, but just do it because you can exercise the freedom. It's fun. There's a lot of cool people out there. Stoke me out, man. Same with the YouTube stuff. I really like being able to watch stuff. I like to consume and create. Do both. That way you have balance. You know, you can appreciate other people's art. And then you can try to create your own version of art with whatever medium. Seems like an awesome thing to do. Which makes me think of Bob Ross. And you guys already know. Or most people know I love Bob Ross. It's funny. My friend pointed out that his son told a story about his dad trying to skate and eating shit. And then they started comparing skateboarding to painting in the episode. You know, if you can paint, if you can skateboard, you can paint or whatever. Like, that's so sick. Those dudes crushed it at life. Bob and his son, Steven. So dapper. <laughs> Crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I rambled on too much. If I did, I'm sorry. But, I don't know. I have some guest lines up, lined up. I'm gonna have Greg Chapman on. Because I just went down there, hung out with the man, and he can he can tell a hell of a story. And I enjoy talking with him. So I'm going to... I wish I recorded that one, to be honest. But uh, I feel like me and Greg could have a good conversation whenever. Uh, so I'm going to line that up for next week, hopefully. And I have a couple other people in mind that I want to reach back out to as well. So we'll get that going. And yeah, I think that's it, man. Other than that, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, yeah. Till next time.